Get ready. Get ready. For the Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steak Shabiro. And now I've added myself. <laughs> the show is off to a great start, I'll tell you that. You cannot tell me that you get to all. Sandra Golden. Get creative. Sell one of your children. It's not a big deal. Hey, Rusty Menzel. Everybody's trying to be dads and businessmen. And Drew Butler. And now that she just won album of the year last night, yeah. you can parlay that with some Travis Kelsey magic on Sunday. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey! Welcome to Monday morning. Post the Super Bowl. My name is Steak. This is the Steakhouse. The fastest two hours in radio. Recapping, reliving, and redoing all the big events from the weekend. And uh, it was a... Week, Drew Butler with me as always on Monday. It was a week that had all the hype in the world. I mean, the Super Bowl creates that hype, but no question um, the star power of this game, the Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes factor, the um, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, what was at stake in terms of dynasty talk for the Chiefs, Niners trying to get their first, really low point spread. I mean, all the hype leading in suggested it might be and would probably be the highest-rated Super Bowl of all time. It will be fascinating to see, Drew. You know how this works. The you know If you're at $110 million and the game's close, fourth quarter, you're at $120 million, yeah. still close to $130 million. I mean, the fact this thing is in overtime, wait till the numbers come down. The National Football League, who had a spectacular year no doubt. with ratings, they get a Super Bowl in overtime. The numbers will be astounding, and and then they get another 15 minutes of Taylor Swift on the field, right? If the, if the other team wins, maybe the numbers start to go down. So, um, you know, they uh, they are a league that can do no wrong, literally. I feel like we say it every week, but the NFL is king, and, and last night proved it. The game, so close, 25-22, Kansas City beats San Francisco. That's a total of 47 the point spread was 47 or 47 and a half. The game goes into overtime for the second time in the game's history. Would have gone to double overtime if Kansas City would have just taken a little bit longer on that final play. Yeah. A walk-off touchdown. Chiefs get their second Super Bowl victory in a row, third in the last five years. It was incredible. And Patrick Mahomes is so sick. Yeah, I liked San Francisco all week. Um, I think if you heard, uh, most of the public was in Kansas City. Uh, with a pretty basic notion, just like my sister-in-law said, why would you bet against a guy that's 14 and three in the playoffs? And anytime he's been an underdog, he's 12 and one. And I just said, I think I think Christian McCaffrey is going to get a Super Bowl. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to get one in Bosa and those guys. And my pick was a smart pick. If you took the Chiefs, that was a smart pick too. That game was literally a coin toss, two completely even match teams. San Francisco, you could argue, maybe had better personnel, but they did not take advantage when they needed to in that first half, and you left a window for Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes. Steve Spagnuolo, the Kansas City Chiefs defensive coordinator, called a brilliant game, and I I thought Tony Romo on the broadcast was getting into his groove late. He had a real good notion of what Spagnuolo was doing, where he was going to bring pressure from, and he was calling it, Right on time. And it was really incredible because for as good as Patrick Mahomes is, the best player on the field, it was the Chiefs' defense that carried them through the playoffs and ultimately got them their second straight Super Bowl victory. Yeah, every time that 
literally, they could have won the game, which is they go deep in, in the end of the fourth quarter, deep in Chiefs territory, defense steps up and make a play. They go way deep in overtime, and again, every time Brock Purdy had a big third or fourth down play, he didn't get time to throw the ball. I thought the 49ers defense was great most yeah. of the night. And, Pur- and Purdy played well. Yeah, I thought Brock Purdy. I mean, people coming down to Brock Purdy, I mean, you know, what do you want the guy to do? When, when, when Chris Jones is literally running directly unblocked right up the middle in overtime when you're at the goal line on third down, I know guys were open. But that's not he had the no way. Time. To, yeah, he had no time. How so, about a scoreless first quarter as well? McCaffrey fumbles in the red zone, and then Pacheco on the other side fumbles the ball away as well. Yeah, if you had a zero zero on your squares game, hello, my, my sister in law had it. Zero zero wins. That was a big prop bet. Will there be one quarter in the game where there'll be no points scored? You won it right out of the game in yep. the first quarter. Uh, rushing yards for Brock Purdy was twelve and a half. He was on thirteen. And then he took a knee at the end of regulation. So that's a loser, that bet. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? His passing yards prop was 256. He finished with 255 passing yards. Just crazy. Unbelievable game. Congratulations to the Chiefs. We'll talk about what the uh, – what do you learn? What do you learn as we sit here in Atlanta? We've never won a Super Bowl where we've been to two and they both ended in disastrous fashion where we are just trying to put the pieces together to be a legitimate franchise. And, you know, the Chiefs were a long-suffering franchise. They were a long-suffering franchise where you heard about the Chiefs can never get over the hump. Well, they're over the hump. Now they got three. New England Patriots were a long-suffering franchise, yep. one of the worst in the National Football League. And then Tom Brady rolls in and Bill Belichick, and they won six. So it can happen. You can have one of those runs. Buffalo Bills are talking about it as well. Long-suffering Buffalo fans, right? Um, at, at, at some point, I hope we're both still around Drew, that we have a moment in our town where we can say we're in these type of games. Cause I cannot imagine as a chiefs fan watching that quarterback and watching that game again, having the joy of winning a world championship. Cause that's what they get in Kansas city. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is incredible. It's in him paired with Andy Reid, as you were seeing all of the graphics put up after they won yet another Super Bowl together. They are one of the best quarterback head coach combos in the history of the National Football League. All right, let's see what else is going on 9 at 9. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top 9 at 9. 9 on the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. A couple of quick things from Friday when I was not here. Monsieur Zinno uh, was holding things down. The Arthur Blank press conference from Friday. Um, I don't know a lot. About a lot of things, I tell you that all the time. But I do know for a fact, and I said it all the last three weeks, I don't care what Boomer Esiason said, Arthur Blank never, ever offered the job to Bill Belichick. And how do I know that I was accurate? Did you hear Arthur Blank say N-E-V-E-R, never? I totally agree with you. I don't know where these national pundits, national sportscasters get off by saying, Rich McKay, XYZ, Arthur Blank offered the job. Nobody knows, but when the owner tells you, I never offered him the job, I think you should take it for what it's worth. Yeah, and by the way, if he had offered him the job, Bill Belichick would be at Flowery Branch today no question. working on his coaching staff. No doubt. Okay, because he was ready to take the job. 
A couple of other quick notes uh, that may matter to you. Hawks have a pretty good weekend. Beat the Sixers up 127-121 on Friday. Saturday night, they beat the Rockets. So they're on a nice little run of late. They remain 10th in the Eastern Conference. No trade made. Landry Jones on our radio station essentially saying there wasn't a move out there that made sense for us. Yeah, the Hawks are one game behind the Bulls, and guess what? They host the Bulls tonight, 7 p.m. pregame, 7.30 tip right here on 92.9 The Game. Uh, a couple of other notes. Tech loses over the weekend, 79-67 to Louisville there. A hot mess. It's great to beat Duke, Carolina, and Clemson, but you're 13th in the ACC. Story's not much better for Georgia. They have completely imploded. They are nowhere near getting a shot at the SC, at the uh, NCAA tournament. Once again, no Georgia, no Tech in March Madness. Yeah, the dogs have to find something. It's not looking great right now. Their fifth straight loss. They're 14 and 10 on the season. They do get a nice little break though. Their next game, they host Florida Saturday afternoon at Stegman Coliseum. Yeah, real quick, uh, college football, Chip Kelly saying, I don't need to be a head coach of UCLA. He's not coaching at East Carolina. He's not coaching at, uh, you know, NC State. He's coaching at, at UCLA, headed to the Big Ten. He said, no, I'm going to coach at Ohio State and be their offensive coordinator. Yeah, fascinating move here. We'll dive into this in the tailgate a little bit later as well. Bill O'Brien takes over as the new head coach at Boston College. One last thing, recapping the weekend. Major shout-out to Cameron Hayward. Peachtree Ridge graduate, my good friend, Walter Payton, man of the year. It's the highest honor that the NFL gives away. He won that at the NFL Honors Show on Thursday night. Truly incredible. The work that he does in Pittsburgh and even back here uh, in the Atlanta area is phenomenal. So gigantic shout-out to Cam Hayward. And what an effort Las Vegas put forth. I've been to many, many Super Bowls, was not at this one, but I got the vibe of having enough friends. I'm not about taking it away from New Orleans. I'm not about taking it away from Miami. I'm not about taking it away from Atlanta. But if there ever was a thought of having the game in one place, I think we all know what city it needs to be. Not much question there. When we, Viva Las Vegas. Yes, indeed. When we come back, what does the construction of the Kansas City Chiefs teach the rest of the NFL that's trying to win a championship? We'll get into that. It's Drew and Stake. Uh, 9 o'clock hour is brought to you by our friends at Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. Did you bet the Chiefs? Did you bet a uh, prop bet? Did you have the 49ers? Did you think your under was lost? We'll take calls as well, 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929. Steak and Drew on the Steakhouse. The fastest and most fun two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Yeah, let's go. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. There's always that one person that will always have your heart. You never see it coming because you're blinded from the start. Know that you're that one for me. It's clear for everyone to see. Oh, baby. Yeah. You got to rock weight in this one. Oh, come on. 923 Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The fastest two hours in radio continues. Drew Butler here on Monday. The Queen will be here tomorrow. Congratulations. She took all her winnings from the entire season. And this is a girl that bets $20, $25. Well, she had a really good season. And I'm not going to put all her business out there, but she had hundreds and hundreds of dollars. A nice bankroll of which she pushed all the chips in on the Chiefs. She did it right when the Super Bowl was announced. She put it all in on the Chiefs. I said, 
You're the only reason I want the Chiefs because I'm going to bet the 49ers. Um, I thought that uh, they were going to have their moment. There was so much talk about Kansas City all week. I felt Christian McCaffrey was going to be the MVP. I thought Christian McCaffrey was going to be the X factor that that guy's going to win a Super Bowl. And they did a nice job of containing him. He had a nice game, but they kept him in check. Over 20 yards, one carry. He did not get it. That was a losing bet. Will Christian McCaffrey have a 20-yard run? 90 yards on the ground, did not get it. I think he had like 78 or something like that. They did a nice job of not allowing him to break out, essentially. No doubt about it. And again, you could have handicapped that game all week long, and the talking points were Patrick Mahomes, experience in the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. But I just kept going back to the Chiefs defense. I was like, man, the Chiefs defense is so good, and they're not talked about enough. Playoff Chris Jones is another level. Playoff Chris Jones just dominates. McDuffie, that DB? Justin Reed, like those guys were all over yeah, they made the li- San Francisco wide receiver. What did you think of Usher as we came back listening uh, to him? I thought it was okay. I mean, like it was great to see Ludacris, Lil John, Jermaine Dupree. Like that was cool. I just thought even Jackie, we were watching it, and Jackie's like, is he going in chronological order? The order of the songs that he played had no rhyme or reason. I was kind of lost. Yeah, from what I was told, because I was actually surpri- surprised that he opened with, um, the, I can't think of the name of the song now, but uh, a friend of mine who went to the residency says it, it, it kind of kind of simulated what he's doing with his residency. He was sweating his ass off, too. <laughs> he was drenched in sweat. He was dancing like a madman. Caught like, up, caught up. That's caught what up. it was. But dude, don't, don't get it twisted. Like, Usher, highly talented. The dance moves, the production. I, I thought there was just there was a little left to be desired. I will say this about Usher. I've got a story about Usher as well. Once once he took his shirt off, it's clear that he's not traveling around on Instagram eating the type of food that I'm eating, right? <laughs> he's not trying to find the best cheesesteak in Atlanta or Vegas. That young man is friggin' ripped. The women at this Super Bowl party, you could hear a collective moaning when he took his uh, top off. It's, I was like, we, we get it. Like, we get it. Okay. Yeah. 2003 or 2004, I'm at the mall with my mom. Dillard's, Mall of Georgia. Yeah, okay. I'm like by the polo rack, just getting a couple of collared shirts for school. And I look up and Usher is shopping at the same rack as me. This is prime Usher. Yeah. yeah he, I'm he in like 8th, ninth grade. So this is when you had the flip phone with, with just a pretty grainy camera on yeah. it. Nobody's around us. Oh, my mom, I'm going to go ask Usher for a selfie. She's like, yeah, go ahead. So I go, hey, Usher, you know, big fan, can I get a selfie? He looks around, and he's like, I, I can't. I don't, I don't do that in public. And I'm like, oh, okay. There's nobody around us. Yeah. So we just keep shopping. Like, we're around each other. Yeah. He walks up, he's like, hey, do, do, would you like an autograph? I go, no, <laughs> no I'm, I'm good. No, that's not a thing. And uh, he went to the cashier, got a printer paper, signed it, and handed it to me after I had said okay. I'm good. I was like, this all could have been done in about ten seconds yeah, with a just selfie. Taking the selfie. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little uh I'm a little not the biggest Usher fan. Well, he he did a uh, a great job representing the ATL. Yeah, uh, he did. Obviously the energy of what should have happened in Atlanta, you got on the big stage in Las Vegas and hundred uh, percent. He'll be here playing three or four nights at State Farm Arena coming up as well, I believe in the fall or late summer. Uh the conversation of Kyle Shanahan who's now been to three Super Bowls and lost them all, uh, has lost leads in all three of the Super Bowls. Double-digit leads in all three. Yeah. And um, obviously, 
trying to figure out as we look at how do you end up going to a Super Bowl on a consistent basis? What can you learn if you're an Atlanta Falcons, you know, front office person? What's the formula? What is the 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 infrastructure of building a championship dynasty? The Chiefs are a dynasty. The Patriots were a dynasty. Um, you know, I don't know if the Ravens were a dynasty, but certainly consistency. They're they're competing for championships. The Steelers are in that category. It, it's not that complicated, really, when you start thinking about the quarterback position, which is why you've said it, Rusty said it, Sandra said it. All, I don't care if you're hiring Raheem Morris or you're hiring, you know, whatever. Insert, you know, assistant coach that is excelled. It doesn't matter if you don't have a guy under center. How does Kyle Shanahan know that? He's got Brock Purdy, but he also knows who he was up against. This is my second game as a head coach, but um, I think when you go against guys like Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes, you better never feel comfortable with the lead. I mean, those are two of the best players to ever play the game, and that's why whether you have a lead or you're down points, it's, I mean, those guys are always in it. You watch them all the time do that stuff. It's so true. Like you, you can't count those guys out. And we'll get to the overtime decision to take the ball first. But when you give Patrick Mahomes the opportunity to go win a football game, you probably want to be on Mahomes' side. You had the Chiefs exactly where you wanted. You hit him in the mouth. There was all the hype about Kansas City. The 49ers came out and said, we're the better team. We're more physical. That stuff about our run defense is soft. I thought that was way overplayed. The stuff all week about you were losing to the Packers and you were losing to the Lions. Okay, look at the body of work. You are who you are. You were the best team in the National Football League for 17 weeks. I don't care about this, you know, that you didn't look great against the Lions or Packers. You're the best team all year. And you were the best team in the first half. And you had opportunities in the first half. And when Christian McCaffrey fumbles the ball in the first drive inside the red zone, when you only got a 10-0 lead, and you're not able to capitalize, you have set yourself up because there's only so long Kansas City is going to be asleep. It must have made them crazy to know we needed a 17-point lead. We needed a 13. You know, they, they knew what they needed to do, and then once the momentum shifted, and then you get to overtime, and then you're in a position, remember, in the postseason, you're getting the ball back even if the first team scores a touchdown. Even if the first team scores a touchdown, what it allows the team that has its second is to not debate on fourth down and whatever correct. if they just scored a t- you know, like, 100% correct. So it's an enormous advantage. It's the same advantage in every college football game when they start at the 25, why you defer. There's no difference. The team that has its second has the advantage, right? And here's Kyle Shanahan trying to explain why you wanted the ball instead of sitting back. You're getting it anyway. Remember, this is not the Patriots and the Falcons. This is not Tom Brady getting the ball and you never see it again. Correct. This is not Matt Ryan on the the sideline for 35 minutes that never touched the ball again. You're getting the ball. None of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys, and we just thought it would be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win. And um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal. And if, if we did, then we felt it was in our hands after that. This report just breaking this morning from The Ringer. Ari Mirav on Twitter. Multiple 49ers players said after the game that they were not aware of the new overtime rules. The Chiefs, on the other hand, have been planning for this scenario for weeks. Eric Armstead. 
Defensive lineman for the 49ers said he learned the details of the postseason rule when it was shown on the Allegiant Stadium Jumbotron during a TV timeout after regulation. Fullback Kyle Juszczyk said he assumed the 49ers asked to receive the ball because that's what they did in the regular season. On the flip side, after the game, Patrick Mahomes on the desk with NFL Network. They're all asking, hey, this is a brand new overtime rule in the postseason. Mahomes said, I cannot tell you how annoying it was week after week after week to go through these scenarios because we've never had to deal with them. He was like, it was almost a waste of time. It gets annoying. Right. And, of course, it happens in the biggest moment, and they were fully prepared. So is Kyle Shanahan saying if we get it third and score, they don't get it back, right? That's correct. So that's the advantage. But to your point, Getting it second, you don't have to debate what to do on fourth down. You're always in yeah, go-for-it no exactly. mode. Yeah. It's a total mind shift for an offensive play caller. Yeah, it, it just and, – and if they don't get a field goal, you know exactly what you need to do, which is not take too many chances, work your way down the field. If they score a touchdown, you know I'm in four-down territory the entire time. The Niners had third and six inside the two-minute, could have ended the game, didn't get it. Great pressure by Spagnolo. A great play by McDuffie to bat the ball down by Brock Purdy. And on the flip side, the Kansas City Chiefs, fourth and less than one in their own territory. A brilliant play call. Leave it in Mahomes' hands. Read option. He scampers for about 15, and that's when they went down and scored. Yeah, he's not better than Tom Brady yet. He's not the GOAT. However, he his ability on a play like that to use his legs, which he only uses them when he has to. He's not looking to take more hits. He's not looking to be Lamar Jackson. He's not that kind of athlete. But Pat Mahomes does something Brady can't do, which is with his feet, rip off huge plays. No question. And now, naturally, the comparison for Patrick Mahomes is going to be Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes, three Super Bowl championships stake. He's 28 years old. But wait, if he wants to eclipse Tom Brady... He has to win five more Super Bowls. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, Nine o'clock hour brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One day treatment, life-changing results. When we come back, Alabama continuing to deal with the exit of Nick Saban, who's headed to TV. I'll ask Drew about that. He knows a bunch on that. Also, the ultimate, uh, I don't know, slap in the face to a uh, proud former Pac-12 program. We'll do that. Tell you why our basketball teams in college are not where they need to be. And lots more on the Super Bowl that ends in overtime. Another title for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Steak and Drew, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The show just hits different. It's the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Nine forty-two, Sports Radio ninety-two-nine. The game. Steak Shapiro, Drew Butler. Thanks so much for being with us. The fastest two hours in radio. We'll do a tailgate coming up in a little bit. Drew's got a few points. Things happening over to Alabama, Ohio State. You know the big names, the sexy names. I'm just watching NFL Network. I've told you about Peter Schrager. Went to Emory. Was an intern on the old Mayhem in the AM. Does a fabulous job on a product that is pretty much regarded as one of the best. Sports shows ever created, which is Good Morning Football, that started with no audience whatsoever. And Kyle Brand and Peter Schrager, young lady, was on there. It too. was Kay Adams. She has her own show now, but now it's Jamie Erdahl, who used to be on CBS Sports. So Peter Schrager, for four consecutive seasons in August, right, has picked accurately 
the Super Bowl winner, and I believe the Super Bowl combatants. Like, literally, I remember watching it in Super August. Super Bowl winner. He has not picked the correct matchup, but he has, like, three out of the well, five Well, this times. year he did. Yes, yeah, this, this year, year he, did. he did. He said in August the Chiefs will get a late touchdown return, and they will beat the uh, San Francisco 49ers and go back-to-back. Incredible. Yeah, and not a lot of people, I think, thought. Listen, the beauty of, of, of the Chiefs, and this, again, the same was the case with Tom Brady. Um, the same, I guess, to a degree, is the case with Lamar Jackson. Although he hasn't won it, and he needs to win in the playoffs. But it doesn't matter what combination of players you put around them. They are going to be in the mix. He lost Tyreek Hill. And everybody said, like, you, you lead the league in drops with your wide receivers. Yeah, they completely revamped how that team wins football games. Yeah, and it's two years ago, defense, they won it without him. Nicole Hardman. He's a damn good dog, but he has not been a damn good teammate. He was exiled out of New York. They wanted no part of him, right? He was with the Jets. And uh, they felt like the Chiefs knew how to contain him, kind of personality issues. Um, and he ends up getting the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. So Georgia wins on that uh, scenario alone. But the fact is that whatever combination Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes has had, it's really the same as Belichick and Brady. Doesn't matter. You can rotate in different wide receivers over the years. You got to find some Pro Bowl players on defense, but if you have Mahomes and you have that that quarterback position, which is why, which is why, the Chicago Bears are not going to pass on Caleb Williams. I totally agree. If you have a quarterback and you have a pass rush, you're going to be in a lot of football games. That's exactly yeah. what the Kansas City Chiefs have. You want to know a trend that came home last night? The team with the better record in the regular season going into this Super Bowl was one in fifteen against the spread. Last 16 Super Bowls. 1-15 against the spread. The 49ers were 12-5 and in the regular season. The Chiefs were 11-6 and in the regular season. So now in the last 17 Super Bowls, the team with the better record in the regular season is 1-16 against the spread. Yeah, what matters is when you get hot. What matters is uh, how, how things come together. It's one of the great things about the college football playoff. You're not going to be penalized horribly for a loss in October when you might be pay- playing your best football two months later, which is exactly what happens with Kansas the City. The Chiefs lost like five out of eight at one point during the season. There was nothing about them that looked like they were on their way to another championship, and that's exactly what happened. And quite frankly, last night in the first half, I mean, Travis Kelsey attacking Andy Reid about knocked him over. That was wild. Chris Jones was yelling at people on the sideline. Four- Patrick Mahomes was really emotional as well. 49ers came out, punched him in the mouth, said all this Chiefs talk, we are the more physical team, until they were not. And they just were on their heels. Uh, the the edge from a lot of guys I respected when I said I'm taking the Niners was you're going against the number one position on the field because the best quarterback is on the Chiefs, and the kicker could be a huge factor. They have a great kicker in Kansas City, and there's a horrible, horribly mediocre kicker for San Francisco. And they miss an extra point. Right, gets Got blocked. blocked. Yeah, low But kick Jake sure. Moody drilled. Ooh, I two mean, drilled. Huge kicks, yeah. 50 plus. So Harrison Bucker had a great, great argument to make to be the MVP as well. Yeah, he was something. Super Bowl record 57 yarder, 13 total points. Yeah, he was a ball. He was special. He, he is. Westminster High School. Yeah, Georgia Tech product. All right, let's do the uh, tailgate. It's time to tailgate. No, we tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. What's going on in Tuscaloosa? 
Yeah, it seems like the Alabama Crimson Tide can't keep themselves out of the news cycle. Obviously, new head coach Kalen DeBoer coming from Washington. And one of the big gets of having DeBoer come to Tuscaloosa was that Ryan Grubb, his offensive coordinator, was coming with him. Obviously, being there, talking to some of the guys on the roster currently, being active in some of the conversations when the transfer portal was open. However, hi, Elva. Ryan Grubb announces over the weekend, um, I'm not going to be at Alabama next year. He becomes the offensive coordinator of the Seattle Seahawks. Interesting, again, to watch these college coaches. You saw it in Boston with their head coach, Boston College. Yep. He ends up at Green, Green Bay, Bay as a defensive coordinator. Um, you know, at the head coaching position, the stress around NIL, the stress around uh, the transfer portal. Um, there's no question for quality of life. The NFL exceeds college right now. I was watching McAfee had Drew Rosenhaus stop by uh, last week, and they asked him about it. He said, Drew, Drew Rosenhaus was like, listen, I'm all for players getting paid. I'm all for kids signing with agents while they're in college. I'm all for all. But he's like, I think we all need to get a governing body. Nobody wins when a kid goes to four schools in five years. You know? I mean, 100%. It, it's just. It's it, not reality. No, it's just not the way it's supposed to be. And it, it was in, interesting to hear Drew Rosenhaus basically be a, um, a pragmatist and saying, this isn't working. The money's nice, but this is this is not good for college football. Yeah, and it's nobody's fault but the NCAA, so do not get it twisted whatsoever. Who will Alabama hire as their offensive coordinator? We will wait and see. It sounds like offensive line coach Scott Huff is going to be going to Seattle with Ryan Grubb as well. How about Chip Kelly out west? UCLA headed to the Big Ten. Chip Kelly, model of consistency, I guess you could say, out in Westwood. He's been solid, not spectacular, right? To quote one of my food reviews, solid but not spectacular. <laughs> um, but he's he's the head coach of a pretty illustrious university. No doubt, and I've been to Westwood. Uh, that's a place you'd want to go to college. It no is pretty doubt. sweet out there. Um, he will no longer be in Westwood. He's going to Columbus, Ohio to be the offensive coordinator for Ohio State. So Bill O'Brien had been named the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. He leaves to take the head coaching job at Boston College. Chip Kelly stepping down as the head coach at UCLA to be the offensive coordinator for the Buckeyes. There is a lot of smoke in Columbus about losing three years in a row to Michigan, watching the Wolverines hold up the title. Uh, They're not messing around at Ohio State. They're going to be the favorite to win it all. Carson Beck bringing Georgia back with the same kind of personnel around them and a massive schedule. We could have a collision course with a 12-team playoff where most folks say Ohio State and Georgia are the class of college football. Ohio State ready to beat Michigan, run through the playoffs. They are loaded up at every position, grabbing a few guys since the decision happened. No doubt. I mean, they they are not— They have pushed all their chips in the middle of the table. Will Howard, transfer quarterback, Quinshawn Junkins, transfer running back. They got Seth McLaughlin, the center from Alabama— now they get Chip Kelly. Ryan Day is essentially no, saying, if I can't get it done this year, I'll be looking totally for a new agree. job. Totally agree. And if you think about um, what happened two years ago, uh, one of the most dramatic Sugar Bowls in history or whatever you want to Was it Sugar Bowl? Uh, sorry, Sugar Bowl. Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl, the semifinals, the night we realized C.J. Stroud was about to be a Ooh. baller in the NFL, right? Um, I, I kind of got this notion that the two of them are going to be staring at each other all year long, Ohio State and Georgia, yeah. as who's the best team in college football. So. Uh, that's coming up as well. And uh, really quick on college basketball. You know, there's no bigger college basketball fan probably that gets to be on the airways more than myself. Another frustrating year. Over in Athens where I was all pumped up to go to a bunch of Georgia games this year, 
They lose again over the weekend. I know, man. 78-75 to Arkansas. They were like 1-12 from three in the first half. You can't do that. 11th in the SEC. It can't get worse. Oh, yeah, it can for Georgia Tech. They lose to the awful Louisville team, 79-67. They are 10-14 and 3-10 and and in the conference. Let me tell you about what NIL does and doesn't do. It allows you to cut guys. And there's a bunch of guys getting cut from Georgia, and there's a bunch of guys going to get cut from Georgia Tech where Damon Stoudemire is like, these ain't my guys, right? They're over at overtime elite grabbing kids. They're grabbing top players out of high school. They'll get in the transfer portal. At Georgia, they pay a lot of money for these kids at Georgia. And those kids aren't going to be around making no two, three, four hundred thousand dollars and get this result. You know, I would just caution student athletes right now to be careful what you wish for. Yeah. You know, you want to unionize, you want to become an employee. All right. Well, step one of being a part of a union is you have to pay to yeah. be a part of a union. And I would know that a lot of student athletes would be like, wait, what? I got to pay to be a part of this. So that will be one major hurdle. But then the other side of that is that if you are an employee, you can get fired yeah, and for that- unsatisfactory performance. Coming from a guy who's been cut from the NFL yeah. as an employee of a team, you know what box they checked when they fired me? Performance unsatisfactory to the club's standard, meaning you're not good enough. Yeah. Bye-bye. Well, they're about to get that same box checked um, all over college football and college basketball. You, you are essentially, oh, you know we paid you three hundred grand last year to be a part of our winning college basketball team? Yeah, that money's not there anymore. So um, enjoy going to play your college basketball at, I don't know, Iona? Sound good? <laughs> all right, hey, I got a question before we go to break. Are you mad at me? Why do you say that? You mentioned a food review, solid but not spectacular. I feel like you might be mad at me. Why, because you because you chastised me online? I just chirped you. I like chirping people that I like. No, no, I, I thought that was funny. <laughs> did you I, chuckle? Yes. I did a food review over the weekend, and, of course, the smarty pants over here says, wow, you didn't stif- stick your hands in there and dissect it. You actually <laughs> ate like a human being. <laughs> That's fair. It was, that was soup. It was soup. I, can't, was I, I couldn't stick my hands part. in there. Thank it. you, though. I'll have some more on what soup I was consuming and things I learned coming up. Best Super Bowl commercials. We'll get into that as well. And what did we learn from the press conferences of Raheem Morris, Landry Fields? He was talking last week. And so was Arthur Blank over the weekend. Get in all that. Coming up to the Steakhouse Sports Radio. 92.9 The Game.